stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena. This is that's Clint's line. The, the Blue Heaven Podcast. The not Blue the Heaven, Heaven Podcast. <laughs> What's up, Dodger Nation? I'm Brooke. You can find me as Brooke Me Three on Twitter and Instagram. And my name is Doug McKay. You can follow me at DMac underscore LA. Uh, I noticed on the run of show, I still had my name is Brooke. You can find me at DMac underscore LA, which is not the case. We're two different people. Uh, <laughs> Similar skin tone. But we love the same baseball team, right? We love the same baseball team. On today's show, guys, we have actual real-life, actual baseball signings. Something that has not happened in a very long time. Something we've been looking forward to. We'll talk about those. We have the return of one Clayton Edward Kershaw to your Los Angeles Dodgers. Something we brooked. We knew it was coming. We knew it was happening. We had no doubt. Uh, but there was, uh, you know, there was some interesting comments made by him, too. Kind of turned heads a little. We're on Freddie Freeman Watch. Never stops. He'll probably sign in the middle of this show, because that's just what happens every time we go away. We'll also... Check live with our on-site correspondent, our own version of Kirsten Watson, just thick Kirsten Watson over there uh, at Camelback Ranch. Clint will check in with us. We'll see what he's been up to. I think he's just been getting autographs. I don't know what he does out there, drinking beers. He probably hasn't even seen anybody. We'll also talk Trey Turner and Dave Roberts extensions because those are something that uh, have been on the table. Those are things we've talked about. And uh, I have some thoughts and opinions on both of those, as I'm sure you do. You have a lot of thoughts and opinions on things. Guys, before we get in the show, you ask that you please rate and review this because we love that crap. We love when you guys say things about us, even if they're bad, if they're funny. I like them. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you get your pro programming for free these days and i know there's a lot of it so we appreciate you and also make sure to check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash dodgers nation tv you can check out doug there he's there all the freaking time hit that notification bell you'll be able to hear his beautiful voice and see his little angel baby face whenever you feel like it um, smash that like button smash the like button really helps out the channel really helps out the channel hey guys don't forget this is a live stream we do this every damn monday even when one of us is off for vacation i'm sitting in a new chair uh this is not one of those not my chair not my problem cases this is now my chair this show is now my problem um help help me but jumping into the chat, make sure you guys let us know where you're repping Dodger Station tonight because we want to talk to you. Doug, I'm going to read you off some comments because I'm assuming you don't have the comment chat open, but you can see it way over there in the corner, that beautiful little corner. Uh, Dodger Blue over on YouTube says, sup, I'm first. So, you know, I think dif- different Dodger Blue. But Jacob Hurd on Facebook says, what's up, Dodgers Nation? Ari Swordlow, road to repeat, bringing back that hashtag. He, he, he's always got that hashtag going. You see him comment on YouTube videos with that and stuff? He, that's his thing, man. Uh, to repeat I like it I mean you don't you can't really repeat I want to repeat you know. last year I want to repeat 2020 <laughs> you can't really repeat since yeah. we didn't win last year but exactly. I understand what you're saying David Cano I'll over, be back saucy <laughs> <laughs> David Cano over on Facebook says do you see us getting Freeman we you're gonna have to stick around for the whole show if you want to find out our opinions on that and you know I'm thinking about it now that I realize we put it towards the end of the show 
there's a good chance he signs right before that segment breaks. And if that happens, you know, we'll just talk about it live uh, off the cuff, from the cuff. I don't know what this thing is. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jeff Passon's like, all right, Blue Heaven's live. Let's break this news right now, right? I mean, we talk about Freddie Freeman. I mean, I went from waiting for the baseball season to start to now I'm just for, for waiting for baseball to be back to waiting for Freddie Freeman to sign. And I don't care who it is with at this point. I hope it's the Dodgers, but I just want a decision to be made. I've been bunkered in my house, my my apartment for like the last like four straight days my screen time on my phone's at like 24 hours at this point i mean i'm just delirious on freddie freeman watching yeah a lot of ups and downs we're gonna get into that in a little bit there's a lot there's a lot going on i felt really good about it i felt really terrible about it i think you guys know my opinions on it already you know that i don't necessarily uh have never at any point thought that he was coming to LA, but we'll talk about that because things have changed. Nicholas Ramos over on YouTube says DMAC stands rise. Your, your, your YouTube hive is here and they are really ready to celebrate you being here. Represent. Hey, thanks for rocking with us guys. Let's do it. Uh, Santiago over on YouTube says, Brooke, you mad? You didn't get the SNLA job. They hired a bunch of people today. The Jessica Mendoza one. Well, I mean, this is not on the runner show at all, but the Jessica Mendoza one, out of nowhere for me dude i was not expecting that at all i mean look jessica mendoza some people like her most people don't appreciate her broadcasting style but hey i mean they had a lot of talent I like seeing moda there I like seeing Agon in the mix more ek i mean they did make a lot of of hires there i mean i was looking for our name on the list at some point they're hiring so many people but yeah jessica mendoza i don't know i mean uh, i'd probably take her over a rod but that's, that's about A-Rod, it yeah. <laughs> i mean there's not many people that i would really want watching uh you know in the in the dodgers booth at all but definitely not a rod at any point in time yeah uh you, i mean like i said man you got a lot of stands in the chat people are very excited to see you i think we have to have you on the show more often because it seems like our viewer count skyrockets every time you jump into things hey man hey i think they're here to see the stash back man it's there to see mr brooks smith man you're the you're the see, star you look, of the show my right, man right as you said that lexi said the stash hey the stash does it hey but hey we're all excited really it's an exciting time I mean, look a, a week ago we were sitting in the same office and it was dark i mean that's clint i mean we were de- very depressed because it didn't look like we were gonna have baseball back anytime <laughs> soon and then we got the hail mary the next day and we have a full 162 game season to look forward to now it's just about i feel like we're spoiled i was like i'll take baseball back and i don't care if we get freddie freeman but now that baseball is back i'm like we need to sign freddie freeman at this point especially now that the braves are out of it but yeah lots of buzz with the blue jays at this hour and we'll just have to wait and see i mean but yeah it's it's great man so many things to look forward to got some signings across the board like you said clayton kershaw is back dodger baseball is back and life just couldn't be any better right now uh i love baseball being back i think we talked about this before it's like this is the most alive i feel when there's actual things happening and i don't have to write about uh garbage just garbage there's just garbage there's nothing to write about when there's lockout news guys thanking bob nightingale in the chat which i'm I know who it is, but I'm not going to expose him on the, you know, he keeps the secrecy. Dropping a 999 super chat into there. Sup players, Fernando Tatis breaks his wrist after falling off tricycle purse sources. That dude has got to stop riding motorcycles, man. You make 300 million plus and you're like, I should get on a two-wheel death trap. Yeah, like I knew there was a problem today when someone asked him about the motorcycle accident and which time it was. He's like, well, which time it was it? You know, so he's riding motorcycles all the time. And when you consider his injury history, it's really just sad. It's a da- sad day for the sport. I mean, say what you want about FTJ, but yeah. I mean, he's one of the brightest stars in the game. You ask any kid who, at Little League, who's your favorite player? Nine times out of ten, they're saying Fernando Tatis Jr. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. He's going to miss a couple months of the season. And I feel bad for the Sadres and... Um, 
you know, the, the fraudulent, whatever you want to call them. But uh, <laughs> I feel bad for for that team because, look, I mean, a lot of optimism to have one of the brightest stars in the game so young and just to miss more significant time. And you talk about his injury history, man. I mean, the shoulder subluxation, which thanks to that injury, we all know the word shoulder subluxation. But, yeah, more injury woes. I saw someone uh, comparing him to Anthony Davis. Like, he's the Anthony Davis oh. of baseball. I'm like, wow. Is he is he Fernando Street clothes, Tatis Jr. at this point. I don't know what to say, but uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that the game has really lost one of its brightest stars to start the season. You know, it was really cool. The Padres had this little clip today, and it was uh, Clevenger throwing, it was uh, Chris Paddock throwing, and it was Joe Musgrove throwing. I was like, that's awesome, man. Two number five starters and a high A pitcher. That's really cool that you guys have them all going at the same time. You figure out who's who in the chat below because I like to always get on Mr. Chris but Paddock, the my good number thing, one yeah, enemy. Oh, yeah, no, you you own Chris Paddock, man. I mean, Tim Rogers makes a good point, though. Our own SD Tim says AD has a ring, though. Ooh, AD does have a ring, man. He was a monster uh, unicorn AD in the bubble, right? But, hey, at least <laughs> the good thing is when he does come back, San Diego will have another reason to have a parade. And you know it's going to be crazy in the streets of San Diego whenever FTJ comes back. He'll be dancing in the dugout, um, and it's going to be good times. But uh, I like that. That's yeah. going to go over really well with Padres fans who claim that we only talk about them. We only talk about you guys because you guys come and watch our show for some reason. So we appreciate you for the money, the support. You guys are helping me get that Modelo sponsorship. <laughs> Talk to it, me. I don't know their names. I don't know who runs that company. Finally diving into it because we spent a lot of time on that because we're having fun over here. Guys, the Dodgers actually signed real-life Major League Baseball players. We'll, we'll put a little quotation mark around this. Hanser Alberto is the first one that I want to talk about. Signed to a deal one year with a team option for next year. I don't think the dollars are still known at this point, but I can't imagine it's very much money. Um, he's a guy who can play all the infield positions, and he can play them pretty well. And that's something that the Dodgers have kind of lacked. Also a right-handed bat. But more importantly, the dude absolutely mashes left-handed pitching. He slashed 333, 354, 461 in his career against left-handed pitching. He is like one of the... <laughs> and it's weird to say because we've had the opposite of this in the past couple of years, but he is like the Andrew Friedman prototype. He's a very low K rate, one of the lowest in the league. He's balled a bat every single time. He is, and you guys are not going to like this, but he is right-handed Matt Beatty in that sense. He is a guy who's like, I'm going to put the ball in play. Striking out doesn't do anything, so let me put the ball in play and see what happens. And he's a contact first guy. He can play all over. Does this feel like a uh, like a, a Walmart Kike? That's a funny way to put it, like a Walmart, a wish Kike. I yeah. mean, like you mentioned, <laughs> does not strike out. I mean, 11.7 strikeout rate for his career, but also does not take his walks. The 2.4 uh, walk percentages in his career. But, yeah, I think that when you talk, think about it, an infield utility guy, he's going to provide that depth. And what I'm most excited about is he, he can hit for contact. He can put the bat on the ball. And uh, I think Hanser Alberto is someone that can really help this team, really. I mean, is he going to be a Kike? I can think about Kike is Kike could go deep. He could hit bombs as Especially yep. we saw 2017, or 2017, the three home run game. You saw game seven of the 2020 World Series when he hits that home run. So he could go deep and hit for some power. And uh, But the good thing, like you said, is he can... He has so much success against lefties. An 815 career OPS against left-handed pitchers. And I think when you talk about a guy like that, I mean, you can see what Andrew Freeman liked in him. A very, very unique player in the fact that, like you said, he puts the bat on the ball, doesn't strike out much, also doesn't walk much, doesn't really even work deep counts very much. You rarely see him take in a 2-0 count or anything like that. But I think that uh, fans are going to, I mean, if he gets an opportunity, I mean, at the end of the day, he is, you know, below average player offensively. But I think for the role that... <laughs> 
the Dodgers could have for him. He could definitely uh, step up. Then also, let's say they do trade Gavin Lux. Uh, he's a guy that maybe I my people make fun of me. They always they always think I can always find a way to link some reason to trade Gavin to Lux. Trade him, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's a guy where if you do flip Gavin Lux for maybe a starting pitcher, another impact player that hey, you throw in there to play second, like you said, he can play all around the infield. He can. He's just one of those guys that feels like moves the needle a little bit. I think I saw Roach said if he's the right-handed uh, Matt Beatty, does that mean he's going to ride the bench till he dies? And that's just. <laughs> That's just not cool. You know, I don't appreciate that for my boy, Matt. Someone got a tattoo of him, though, so I don't know what that means. Rita Loy over on YouTube dropping the $10 Super Chat. So let's go, Dodgers. Let's go, Dodgers. Let's go, Dodgers. Three times. Thank you, Rita, let's for that. Let's go, Dodgers. Appreciate that. That goes towards the beer fun. Tina also points, asks if I'm actually going to stay awake tonight. Um, yeah, I'm actually really tired today, but I'm feeling uh, froggy. <laughs> yeah, started off with some uh, Padres 8, so you know it's going to be good. A couple other signings that happened. Nothing really that moves the needle for you. Nothing that's going to get your uh can't say it gary will get very upset with that nothing that's nothing very sexy or appealing how about that that's a good way to say it but one i did like jake lamb to a minor league contract that's a dude that when he was with arizona that smooth left-handed swing never quite found his groove never quite found his rhythm can play the corners hit 81 home runs for the diamondbacks from 2014 to 2019 were you kind of surprised to kind of just see that sneak in like as like a oh by the way like they're at camp today and i was like where did that guy come from i was surprised i was surprised because he was a player that looked like you said he made that all-star team kind of out of nowhere he hit those 30 home runs in 2017 he looked like he was going to be a a big part of the Diamondbacks future as a nice foundation guy yep. and unfortunately he had that shoulder surgery and just hasn't been able to get right since 2018 slashing I mean hitting under 200 so just hasn't been able to find that power since he hit 30 home runs that year he hasn't hit more than six home runs in a year since so but a very interesting name to hear I didn't expect that to, to see to see Lamb um, in the in the Dodgers camp, but uh, very interesting. I mean, you never know. I mean, look what we saw with Souza last year. He was a guy that he was coming off those catastrophic injuries. He had a couple moments. So clearly, the Dodgers will identify guys that they know the talents there. They know that he has the potential to have that power. And the longer he is removed from having those surgeries, maybe he can get that power back and have some success for the Dodgers and possibly provide some depth and really have an opportunity to to have an impact here if everything goes away. I think the biggest thing for me last year is we just didn't have any depth like yeah. beyond the normal bench depth. You're turning to guys like Zach Rex and like Luke Rayleigh to get things done and actually getting starts and realizing like holy crap, we don't have anybody else waiting around to get things done. Because in the past, we've had those guys. We've had Alex Verdugo waiting in the wings. We've had Gavin Lux waiting in the wings. We've had these players ready to go. And last year, it was like, Dave Roberts, would you like to bat today? Uh, we don't really have anything going on. So I'm excited about that aspect of it. It's not something that's probably going to excite most people. I think I saw somebody call, oh, I swear they'll call him Rake Lamb, which is pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. That'd be a good t-shirt if he actually came up and did decent. Um Roach says we've had Scott Van Slyke. There, there's not a yeah. There's not a. There's not even a button for that. I, 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 you stumped me on that one. I'm not going to address. Does Scott, Scott Van Slyke have a cameo? Because if he does, I don't care how much it is. I'm going to like pay for it to give Roach. Uh, to Roach. A you could nice probably just there. DM Scott Van Slyke and be like, "I'll send you five dollars if you <laughs> okay. say something nice to Roach." On <laughs> we'll work on that. Uh, a couple other names: a guy Mike Wright also signed to a minor league contract today. Ah, you can think of that guy as like a Kevin Quackenbush. Uh, he's just going to be there. You know, I don't think he's going to be around too long. If he is, he's a guy who, if everything goes very wrong, he'll 
pitch for the Dodgers out of their bullpen today or this this year. Yancy Almonte, that guy was to me was the most intriguing of those two names. Obviously, not two big names, but he's a dude that has some plus stuff, has some potential. Could not find the strike zone at any point in his career. Is that something the Dodgers can possibly figure out? Maybe we'll have to see on that one. There's a lot to wait on. A lot of ifs, a lot of ifs, a whole lot of things. And this is what the uh, Dodgers are good at. They're good at going out and finding guys and just being like, maybe we can unlock something in this guy. And then sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do when they do it with Justin Turner, when they do it with Chris Taylor, when they do it with Max Muncy, and I'm probably missing other names. But those are three very big, obvious ones who are now a part of our starting lineup every single year and are very, very important. So uh, Tony Zami says, has everyone forgot about Rios? Yes, I did forget about Edwin Rios until he posted a picture and he's like, let's go. Baseball's back. And I was like, oh, yeah, Edwin Rios is on the team. So I think when it comes down to it, it's going to be between Edwin Rios and Matt Beatty sticking around this year. One of them's gone. Like, I just I don't see another way. And it's probably going to be Matt Beatty gone because for some reason the Dodgers don't like him. Yeah, I don't know what what he ever did to uh, to Dave Roberts, but you got to free Matt Beatty at some point. Maybe freeing him means including him in a trade where they package him with Gavin Lux to get another starter or something uh, that can have an impact. But I do think that you're right. They're one of those guys, um, the Rioses, the kind of towards the bottom there. Will Zach McKinstry get another opportunity? I think that remains to be seen. Then you kind of kind of dig deep and in, deeper into the kind of the forty men there with. Uh, if they do need to, we'll see what they do. If they do make a move for Freddie Freeman, who will, what will they do? There's some DFA candidates. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of moves that are going to have to be made. But I do think it comes down to, yeah, it's interesting to see how they're going to use Matt Beatty and will his time in Los Angeles be done pretty soon if they don't, uh, depending on the move they make. This feels like a make or break year for him. It feels like if, yeah. if they're not going to use him this year, they just need to make that decision to move on because he does have the tools. He does have the upside. He does have the potential for other teams to use and take advantage of and have him on their team and be in the starting lineup, be a bench or a bench bat. There's so many different ways that they could use that guy and they just don't. And I'll never understand it. And I'll never understand what happened in that relationship to like, you know, break that up because he is a good player the dude gets out of bed and hits i've talked about this a million times i will stop talking about it at some point i promise you uh k casino on youtube drops ten dollars says what odds do you guys give freeman signing with big blue you know what we're gonna talk about that in the next segment and i'll make sure to come back to you on that one because that's very important but the big news the biggest news that we have so far clayton edward kershaw is back in dodger blue he's back we can all sigh big Big collective sigh of relief. It felt good. It felt good to wake up to the news. Uh, I was personally taking a nap when it happened, which is, you know, I don't know about you guys, but that's when all the breaking news happens. When I decide to take a 20-minute nap and it turns into an hour nap, it happens. You know, I'm old. Things, things go down badly. I woke up and I was like, one-year deal. Makes sense. That's exactly what I predicted. I think he's at a point in his career where he's just going to do one-year deals until he's like, now I can walk away. Like, I'm done. I did what I wanted to do. I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I want the freedom to walk away and not feel the pressure of like, hey, you have four more years on your contract. Hey, you have three, two more years on your contract, whatever it is. So I expect that for the rest of his career, he's going to take one-year deals. If he took one this year, I just don't think there's any way he doesn't continue to take one-year deals. 
Do you see any different happening? <laughs> no, I think you're right on the money with that. Absolutely. I think when you're Clayton Kershaw and you realize, one, you have a fallback option with Raising Canes, right? I mean, if you need a yeah. retirement option, you can always work there. But I think you're 100% right. I don't think he wants the added pressure of signing a multi-year deal at this point in his career when health is an issue. Remember when we signed that big deal the, when he became baseball's first $200-plus million man as a pitcher? He said, had those opt-outs kind of towards the end of his career because – he didn't like if he wasn't performing, maybe he could get maybe he could take less and he didn't want to earn more than he was producing. So I think if you're Clay and Kershaw at this stage of his your career, you see if you can stay healthy. And I think I'm very encouraged. Just I've seen Clint's videos today of seeing him on the mound already. And I was concerned because when he left that game three with three games left in the season and I thought that was over. I was thinking it was the worst case scenario. Yeah, it's like Voldemort. You don't actually say it, but I right. thought it was TJ. Right. And uh, I thought that could have been the end for Clay and Kershaw. And the thing is, when his season ended like that, you don't realize how effective he was when he was healthy last season. Up until when he went down after that start against the Nationals, I mean, he had a 3.39 ERA, a .98 whip. His K percentage was up. The walk percentage was elite. And the bottom line is he's still very effective with that slider. I mean, that's the thing about Clay and Kershaw. He has evolved in his game. We also cover the Lakers. Russell Westbrook, he lost his fastball and wasn't <laughs> able to evolve. Whereas Clay and Kershaw, you see that velo dip yeah but he is a happily married man but he has that slide piece if you know what i'm saying so i think if you're clay and kershaw as long as he can drop yeah. as long as he can be stay healthy he can still be effective and as long as he has the feel for that slider i to me he's a solid number three starter on a world series contending team and i like that you know 17 million dollars I mean, hey, that's team friendly. You can't beat a discount. You know what I mean? You guys like deals? I like deals. It's like the Dodgers use a coupon on him. I like it a lot. Uh, it comes with incentives. I'm sure those incentives yeah. are probably based around number of starts, number of innings pitched, things like that, because they are concerned about his injury. I think he feels good about it enough to be like, hey, yep, go ahead, throw those incentives in there. I'll get that contract north of 20. And I think it probably will get north of 20 by the end of this year. Those details aren't out yet, but it'll happen, more importantly. And I want to ask you, so how do you feel about like how they'll utilize Kershaw this year as far as we don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer. We don't know if they're going to add another starter. We don't right. know how Heaney's going to work out or Tony Gonson. <laughs> I don't think you could say, oh, Clay and Kershaw, we can expect him to make 30-plus starts and ride him all the way and then also expect him to perform in the postseason. So I think that's going to be the interesting thing. How will they handle Clay and Kershaw? But like you said, just aside from all the uh, – I almost hit the mic. <laughs> aside from just how he is performance-wise on the field at this stage of his career, I just couldn't fathom seeing him in another team's uniform. I mean, Corey Seager watching button up that Rangers jersey, that always that already made me feel some type of way, but I don't even think I'd be able to watch that with Clay and Kershaw and another team. I just never felt... I did a little free agency preview, and he was the only guy that I just straight up looked at the camera and said, 100% guarantee that he will not sign with another team because right. he's just one of those iconic players. The Magics, the Kobe's, the Kofaxes. You just can't picture another team's uniform it's weird to see that it, it was a little weird to see Seags in another uniform but I got used to it pretty quick because like whatever I don't really care Clinton dropping the breakdown for us two and a half million dollar signing bonus one million each for 16 20 22 24 26 games pitched 1.5 million for Cy Young 500k for second or third place in Cy Young voting so yeah all incentives base I think he will get north of the 20 starts um which means that's an extra $3 million, which means he'll break $20 million this year. So I'm pretty confident in that. I do, to your point, believe that they are at a point now where they could be much more careful with him than they could in years past. And so I think that's going to be good for him. I think that's good for the team. I think that you do want to make sure that he's fresh for the playoffs because we will be in the playoffs at some point. 
in October, not some point. We will be there in October. So, with that being said, Sean Navarro over on YouTube says, question is, will Soler follow Freeman to the Dodgers? I mean, Freeman's not even to the Dodgers yet, but he says, I feel like the Dodgers have made more of an impact than the Jays when it comes to potentially signing Freeman. I can't really speak to that because I don't really know what the Jays are doing these days, but uh, we appreciate the super chat job. I think uh, I, that's the second super chat asking about Soler. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I don't really see Soler joining the Dodgers at any point personally i've been wrong a lot of a lot of stuff though except lately i've been on a hot streak i'm killing it right now 162 game season in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas them home. Santiago says uh, he's dropping $10 for Clint for a beer at Camelback. So, Clint, you're going to need three more dollars from somebody, but we got you. Don't worry about that. He says, is McKinstry going to... Perfect, Clint. Thank you. Is McKinstry going to make an appearance this year? Will he get traded? I think he'll be around. I think he's a guy that they can't miss out on in terms of depth and what he can bring to the team. But back on the Kershaw news, Texas sounds like it was a real option for him, man. And we knew that. We didn't know that. We did know that was a real option. In his words, the reason it came down to the Dodgers was it was all built around one thing, winning a World Series. And it clearly to me says, I don't think right now that the Rangers can win a World Series. And that's that's fair to say. There's a lot of what ifs on that team. You got an injury riddled shortstop. Sorry, Corey, I mean, you're not on my team anymore, so I can say whatever I want about you. <laughs> um, I, it, did make me, it did make me feel a little bit unsettled. I was just like, ooh, he, yeah, he could have gone to Texas if they ever had a better team, maybe? Is that something that he reconsiders next year if they get a better team or if they have a very successful 2022? We're in 2022, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could he continue? Could he? I mean, I think that when it comes to the Rangers, I think – when you look at the money they've spent this offseason, they've set a record when you talk about Marcus Simeon, when you talk about what they were able to do with uh, Corey Seager, that $325 million contract. I thought they would throw a big bag at Clay and Kershaw, not for just what he could do on the field, but he could change the culture. He could be a veteran in the clubhouse, kind of show the young Texas Rangers the way, the winning way. And also, you're getting that Kershaw brand back in Texas, and he's playing in that same ballpark where he won the 2020 World Series, I think. Just from a branding standpoint, he to put butts in the seats, but maybe they offered him a multi-year deal and he didn't want to take it for the reasons that you mentioned. He maybe. doesn't, he wants to be touch and go. He wants to go year to year because look, the bottom line is lots of mileage on that, uh, <laughs> lots of mileage on that arm and lots of uh, big time series. I mean, those, all the series that where he was just all those short rest starts earlier in his career against the Cardinals and just everything he's done throughout his career. I think that if you're Clayton Kershaw, you've already made almost $300 million in your career with endorsements. You've probably exceeded that. He's not a guy that's out there, you know, rocking 50 chains and living in a lifestyle where he's like a, you know, he's just like over the top. And I think he's pr- relatively humble lifestyle. But doesn't really flaunt his wealth. I mean, he rocks the sketchers, rocks the accurate, MDX like I don't think he's hurting for cash so I think for Clayton Kershaw like you said it's about competing for a World Series title he is the ultimate competitor and he gets that adrenaline out there on the mound and I don't think he would be able to have that same adrenaline pitching for the Rangers when they're in third place fourth place uh, without to that, yeah. uh, without an opportunity to really make the postseason
season. And once you've tasted the World Series, once you've tasted what it's like to pitch in October, it's just a different ball game. And I think for Clayton Kershaw at this stage of his career, a guy who's accomplished everything, three Cy Youngs, an MVP award, to me, he's the 2017 World Series MVP, and Oof. no one can tell me different. And uh, I just think that, like you said, the fit was great. You know, you can take your kids to school and this and that. But you know what? This is Clayton Kershaw, okay? You want to compete for a championship with the Dodgers, not be an afterthought in Texas. And the money. And I don't think it was about the money. I think it was about, like you said, competing for championships. And also, we, we, we got to give him a chance to smell his roses. I want the Clayton Kershaw farewell tour, even if he's going to play beyond this year. Because, look, we need to show him how much we've appreciated him in his Dodgers career. So, yeah, I think that uh, I could probably go on for a long time about Clayton I could Kershaw. talk a long time about Clayton Kershaw, so I'm yeah. going to make sure that I don't. But the good news is he was <laughs> out throwing at Camelback Ranch today. He looked healthy. I wasn't expected to see him actually throwing to hitters this early on. And for more on that, we bring in Kirsten Watson. I mean, I'm so sorry, not Kirsten Watson. It's it's a much less uh, pretty face. Kirsten, I miss you. Uh, Clint, thank you. I miss you. It's good to see your face. You're not in the seat right next to me, which is very odd. Uh, I, I am not Clint, as you guys can see. Are you we, good out there? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it terrible? It's hot. It's cold. It's yes. It's no. It's up. It's down. It's perfect. It's baseball back at Camelback Ranch. Today was a great effing day for Dodgers fans, man. What is the, uh, I'm, I'm interested to know, like, what's the crowd like? Because obviously baseball's back. We didn't expect it to be back this soon. People got out there, seems like really freaking quick, considering that we just got baseball back last week. But the, it looked like there were a lot of people there. They officially opened the doors on Sunday, which is yesterday. It is now Monday. It's Tuesday if you're listening to this. The place was pretty damn packed on Monday. And I uh, apparently COVID isn't a thing anymore because everybody's just touching and rubbing and grabbing each other's <laughs> baseballs and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. But it was very it was very cool to see, uh, you know, Dodgers fans come out strong uh, for their boys in blue. And we got to see Kershaw on the mound. He threw to four batters or so i think wait wait five batters a, a little cavalcade of jt mookie and pollock so they got their money's worth for sure he looked good though you know before we dive more into that i would just like to bring up uh, a pressing issue a pressing matter if you will yeah there's uh some money oh owed to me you already, got, you already got paid my guy for me you paid me you already sent me a venmo yeah, I oh. paid you. I fucking posted it on Twitter. Oh, what do you want? Dude. Come on, man. I, I, I thought you were gonna come and bring me a cold hard cash. I didn't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know what I was doing. I was getting in a car accident yesterday. That's what I was doing. I wasn't paying attention. I don't better. know what's happening. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I got rear-ended. Things happen. Uh, you get Kershaw on the mound. You also saw saw uh, one uh, friend of the show, Tony Smokes, throw. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, first, uh, again, Kershaw looked great. I got. We got a few uh, mid-season form. Gosh darn it! Uh, which was it was phenomenal it's, to hear. It's so like the rated G close. Liam Hendricks. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the antithesis for sure. Yeah. Uh, I did thank Ellen Kershaw on behalf of all Dodgers fans uh, as they were walking by and the Kershaw board all kids, <laughs> as the as uh, some folks thought. But yeah, Tony Gonsolin, our boy Tony Smokes, uh, the Catman pitched after Kershaw and he faced uh, the B squad of of Luxy. And Eddie Rios and um, Matt Beatty, and uh, Eddie's the only guy who put any good wood on a bat on a ball. But uh, it's early, they say. 
It is early. Uh, I mean, it's late here, but it's early, you know. Uh, I also heard you were ignored by another friend of the show. Our best friend, Gavin Lux, completely ignored me. It was beautiful. I, I wonder wow. why. I Well, I mean, to be fair, I was just creepily standing behind the fence and gave a, I do Gav, like nothing. And she was wow. getting ready to hit, so... The way I, I, I uh, brought this up is is to make it seem like more drama than it is, of which there is none. Well, I will say, uh, somebody tried to send me his story today on Instagram, and I had to remind them I cannot see this story screenshot for the blocked, if you will. So I'm still living in that life. Uh, we, should, we should all just get jobs for whatever team he gets traded to. You know, I'll just always follow him around yeah, just and like, just like haunt him just for the rest of my a, life. Exactly. He goes to like Red Sox. I'm like, I guess I work for Red Sox Nation now. Let's Red get it Sox fired Nation. up, baby. We're getting it going. Uh, you but, did- but Ferguson, Ferguson followed them in that live BP session. Uh, Caleb Ferguson doing his first uh, live BP of official spring training uh, after he faced a few batters. And all the batters were like nobodies. I think one of them was this Hanser Alberto guy. I have no idea who any of these humans were. Uh, nobody should know who these people are at this point in time. Unless you're freaks, uh, right? Yeah, Ferg, Ferg stayed after class for extra work uh, on his mechanics. But uh, Dave Dave was Dave. Dave was ready, and he is happy and boisterous and yelling and screaming. Um, Austin Barnes is a guy I forgot about. Riverside's he, finest. He's still on his team. Blake Snell's daddy. There's no such thing as Riverside's finest. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, he took some really impressive batting practice, in my opinion. Off of 65-year-old Ron Redicky, who I think was throwing left-handed. So, you have do Tommy that. John. <laughs> do do uh, what you will with that. My big news, uh, sticking with the long off-season tradition here, I am stealing from AM570's Dave Vasse. I overheard him talking to Max Muncy, and Muncy said they're taking it slow, they're babying him. Uh, the way the conversation sounds, don't be surprised if you know Muncy's your DH for opening day and maybe even a couple of weeks at best. Maybe you know what's cool about that? It opens up a, a position, a first base position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. Hmm, I like that. Uh, my, my final thoughts, my final things, I got to catch up with people we haven't seen in a couple of years uh, all around the team. I did chat with Vasse for a little bit to let him know, hey, I'm that one guy. Thanks for all the help this off the long offseason because we needed it. Me and Doug desperately needed that shit. Uh, Thank you, Sue Dave. is happy, and she took better pictures of Clayton Kershaw than I did. Hunter Condo is a legend out there. I met one, uh, Toribio, friend of the show. Mad Baby is a, is a wonderful man, and he remembered me, so that's great. And uh, Plunk. Looks as happy as ever. But, yeah, it's just great to be back out at spring training. If you guys mm. can get out here, anybody, get out here. First beer on Brook. You guys heard it from our own Kirsten Watson. Clint, we appreciate you for being with us on your vacation slash work trip slash uh, beer fest. I, I don't know what you want to call it. Man, stay safe out there. Drive home. Um, don't uh, pick up hitchhikers. And uh, I don't know. I have no other advice to you. Goodbye. Don't talk to me anymore. So, Bose. I almost got, guy, got by a guy with a pickaxe. Okay, bye. <laughs>
<laughs> by a guy with a pickaxe like that's like a that's like next level I'm, all right man he's just picking up things guys everything you've been it's waiting crazy. for comes down to this moment the one thing that you've been waiting for us to talk about and we will finally talk about it with you after this commercial break no we don't have commercials during the show <laughs> you like, have damn. commercials but during your thing freddie freeman watch freaking continues and it has everyone on the edge of their seats myself included i was not very invested in it at first i have now shifted gears if you will I am very much on edge. I am checking Twitter every 30 seconds. I'm doing it while I'm watching the show because I can't stay away. I have to know what's happening. I have to know if things are good. I have to know if things are bad. I have to know the latest update, the latest rumor, everything. If you want to catch up to it, Doug has everything for you always. But the latest news still boils down to the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Just back and forth. It's just all. And it seems like every single time something happens, there's like some... And this is something that I really dislike. And, and Doug, you know this very well about me. When people say player X has the same agent as player Y, who is on the team that is reportedly interested in them, drives me freaking nuts, man, when they're like, he has the same agent as George Springer. And I was like, okay, congratulations. They're all employed by MLB. Does that, does that make a difference? Like, is he going to choose all 30 teams? What are you telling me here? So that drives me a little bit crazy. But... The Braves did do something very interesting today. Uh, stupid. Stupid is the right word. Sorry. Stupid. The Braves went out and traded for Matt Olson, which in of itself is not stupid. However, they did kind of sell their soul and the farm system in the process. A lot of prospects went in the deal. They sold their soul because they did not reportedly tell Freddie Freeman's camp that they were making this trade. And if you remember, Freddie Freeman plays uh, first base. Matt Olson plays uh, first base. So uh, I got to imagine there's a little bit of tension there. If you as a player who is looking to re-sign with the team that you've been with for that long kind of get blindsided by that, does it feel like that? I mean, if that's 100% true, I mean, that is just bad optics for that Braves organization. I just want to say all future MLB legends that are considering signing with the Braves, take note of that because that's how the Braves treat their iconic players because he is this generation's Mr. Brave. He's a guy that's coming off a World Series championship. The previous year, he won an MVP. And the entire offseason, all we heard was, oh, he's going to re-sign with the Braves. He's going to re-sign with the Braves. It's a foregone conclusion. Well, it's a brave new world because he's not going to be back a in Atlanta. brave new world. And, uh, they, um, and I think at this point, to what I make of that is I think part of the reasons why you're not really getting all the news at the moment, I mean, of course, the Blue Jays rumors, they're running right. rampant. It's John Morosi, which grain of salt to sign as a Gibraltar. And then you have <laughs> John Heyman, who's rewording all of his tweets like 50 different ways, so he has something else to say. I think that part of the reason, if that's true, that they didn't notify Freddie Freeman they were going to trade for Matt Olson, I think that's why he's sort of in scramble mode as far as what am I going to do? Am I going to sign with the Blue Jays? Am I going to sign with the Dodgers? And it kind of probably lets me know that maybe the Dodgers aren't offering him that sixth year because you kind of probably would believe that if they had offered him a six years, maybe $180 million, that the Dodgers are the slam dunk team, right? But then now all of a sudden, the biggest insider in the world apparently is Carlos Bayerga because of an Instagram post where he has, you know, fire emojis and he's rocking the Canadian uniform. And yes, he did play in the 2017 World Baseball Classic for 
Team Canada as a tribute to his mother and it's because his family's from Ontario, Canada. But let's not forget, even though he has dual citizenship, he was born in Southern California. So come to your real home, Freddie Freeman, which is Southern California. I like that sales pitch. Guys, make sure you drop your best sales pitch into the chat. Let it let Freddie Freeman know why he needs I mean, he's from Southern California, so I guess he doesn't need to know why. But why would you sell him on it? What about Southern exactly. California? Is like, hey, come here, pay higher taxes and be happy or whatever it goes. Um I don't know. I don't personally put a lot of uh, trust into the Toronto rumors personally. I think that they can do without him. I think that they can do very well without him. I think that they should be looking to appease Vladdy Jr. long term. Um, and signing Freddie Freeman maybe doesn't do that. Maybe it does. Maybe they're like, hey, he, they do want to compete long term. This is a place I want to be for the rest of my life. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I do know that they're in a position that a lot of other teams are not in, in which they're like, we don't need Freddie Freeman. Like, we would love to have him. Dodgers, same place. We don't need Freddie Freeman. We'd love to have him. And it sounds like he would also love to be here judging purely based off of rumors and and uh, Chelsea's his wife's name is Chelsea. Yeah. Her Instagram post. Yeah. That's about it. I, I mean, follow that, that her was, found, I follow her foundation now. It so gets deep, man. Not the, just her. The, I follow her foundation. The rumor mill gets deep. You start digging yeah. real deep. You start following people you never thought you'd follow. It gets a little uncomfortable. Like, this is a little strange. I don't really care about yeah. what's happening like, here. Like, I knew that I was in a bad place when I was asking myself, like, oh, maybe that blue heart emoji in her Instagram post was a blue J blue and not a Dodger blue, right? So I think when it comes down to Freddie Freeman as well, like you said, he got done dirty in the Dirty South by this Braves organization. You wonder what his relationship with that franchise is going to be long term. But also, if you're the Blue Jays, that franchise, they have been spending. Shapiro, he's given them the green light to really <laughs> spend big. And you saw the move they made last year for Barrios. They didn't make the postseason. But that is a hungry organization. They do need to pay Vladdy. They need to, need they to play Bo Bichette down the line. But you also got Ryu coming off the books, I think, after next year. I mean, they're, if they are truly in win-now mode. Freddie Freeman is a big star. And him in Toronto, the Canadian connection with all that, it does make sense for them. Make no mistake about it. They've, they've needed a left-handed bat for quite some time. Then you also heard the rumors after that from John Heyman that had Toronto linked with Kyle Schwarber. So clearly they're in the market for a left-handed bat, as are the Dodgers at this very moment. But really, I think it's just going to come down to where does Freddie – I think there's so many factors in play. Like you mentioned his wife. I mean, we've heard stories. She's from Florida. He's from Southern California. The proximity. I'm like, dude, we'll get you a private jet, bro. Like, come on. Like, we'll get you whatever you need, man. We're the Los Angeles Dodgers. I thank mean, you. Uh, we in the communist sense. We are not actually the Los Angeles Dodgers, but it's fine. Did you put any any weight into those pictures at Dodger Stadium? I was kind of confused by them personally. I will say, first of all, shout out to all the Dodger internet sleuths. You guys are the GOAT. You guys are elite. But I will say, I mean, a very interesting post. Because, yes, uh, first of all, the people were trying to debunk that by saying that that picture was taken during the NLCS, in which it was, but it was posted to her story yesterday, which I think was very interesting with that blue heart. And uh, I think, you know, Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers confirmed, right? No, but I think that a lot can change. A lot can change, and you never know. Maybe... Um, at that stage of the negotiations. I think, look, he wanted to, Dave Vassay, our friend DV, he said that he wanted to go back to the Braves, and the Braves did not move on their offer. And I think at this point, Freddie Freeman is weighing his options as far as maybe the Blue Jays, maybe the Dodgers. We've seen the Yankees, as being mentioned, too. The buzz right now is about the the Blue Jays, but what happened with Trevor Bauer, right? It was Mets, 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 then it was Dodgers. What happened with Max Scherzer? It was 
Padres, Padres, Padres. Then it was Dodgers. So I think that's just kind of how this stuff breaks. Jeff Passan is at his crib. He's chilling. And then all of a sudden, he'll come alive and he'll break this news. But I think at this point, uh, I kind of go, I'm kind of all over the place. I, I would not be shocked if he signed with another team. It's not like the Dodgers are desperate. I mean, last time I checked, they do have an all-star first baseman that what Clint said, he probably might start the year as a DH. But right. he would really take this lineup over the top. But at the same time, if you want to spin it after the fact, you could say, hey, more often than not, 32-year-old first basemen investing in guys like the Cabreras and the Pujolses don't tend to work out. But then you get the Goldschmidts at times, too. So you just really never know um, how his bat's going to age. Is it going to be age gracefully? Me personally, the way I look at this is I want the Dodgers to win a 162-game regular season World Series. You have Mookie in his prime. You have Bueller. You have all these guys that are ready to win now. I just want to win the World Series, and then we'll worry about everything else after that. We're not as, like you said, depleted like the Braves um, farm system currently is. And like I said, that move to trade for Matt Olson really depletes that farm system even more than it is. But I don't know. Do you really think that um, that at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to, to Freddie Freeman, do you think the decision has been made? I mean, where do you think they stand right now? I don't think the decision has been made. I do think that Andrew Friedman knows that much like lasagna, real G's move in silence. So I think that if something were happening with the Dodgers, we wouldn't know about it. And it's absolutely been the case for the past couple of years. That's how he runs. That's how he does things. So I think that's going to be the case. I think if you were going to ask me right now, percentage-wise, I was at a 0%. Last week, I bumped up to a 7%. I'm now up around 20% confidence that he comes to L.A. So I've moved marginally. I would say marginally. I'm still only at 20% that he comes to LA. There's not a lot in me that's like, he's definitely going to come here. I don't really, I'm not one of those people that's like same agent. I'm not one of those people that's like, he's from here. None of that. I don't give a crap about that. We saw with Joe Kelly, the dude went to the freaking Chicago and he loves Southern California. He said he wanted to be in Southern California and then he ended up in Chicago. So I don't, I don't, I just don't really pay that much attention to that, but I'm right around 20% still. I don't know if you've moved. I don't know if you have a high confidence. I mean, I, I, I just hope he ends up getting a contract with the Lakers. You know, like you talked about. You know, like, that, I think he could be better than half our team at this point. But where, where I teeth. am right now is like, look, I don't care. I've seen people on Twitter, even Dodger fans. I spoke to this agent's dentist, this and that. He told me, Freddie, from this and that. Look, I talked to people, too. And, like, look, there's insiders and people around the league that really, at this point, they really don't know where Freddie Freeman is going to go. Like you said, is uh, there's a lot of factors in play right now has a decision been made he is freddie rent free man which the way he's living rent free in all dodger fans minds right now and we're obsessed with it for good reason but i think at the end of the day if he wants to win a world series title mm-hmm. and he wants to play um i think maybe he's thinking this maybe he says hey look i mean braves fans if if he went to the blue jays i think the braves fans could live with that you know, if he goes to the Dodgers, though. It's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Look at the comments. Hurt. If people, any tweet about uh, Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers, you have fans from, like, other fan bases. All they say is anyone but the Dodgers. That's, that's what they care about. So, I think it. They hate us because they ain't us. Exactly. They hate us because they ain't us, man. But I agree with you, too. When it comes to the Dodgers, silence is a good thing. What I always say yeah. about, Fre- about Andrew Friedman is he only speaks when it's time to yell checkmate. And I think that that could be the case. Him and Gomes uh, kind of doing work. But I also don't think that they're being desperate. When we signed Mookie Betts, 
we we had to have Mookie Betts. And like you, I was we talking did. to you earlier, yeah. and before the show, you were talking about the age difference. And you always have to remind yourself he is a 32-year-old first baseman. You don't want him to be a fielder or a Davis or guys like that. And I think, look, Mookie Betts, you say, hey, here's a blank check. Here's the Brinks truck. Here's 12 years, 365. You fill it out. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think you necessarily say, hey, Freddie Freeman, here's 200-plus million or $180 million. But I do think another thing to consider, too, is with the Braves out of it, his market shrinks a little bit. And that could be a good thing for the Dodgers as far as the contract they might ultimately have to get him for. That makes sense. I actually like that idea. I'm a, maybe you move my percentage up to 21%. 21? That's a good number. Yeah, I like that a little bit. Guys, like make that. sure you drop your percentage uh, Freddie coming to LA in the chat below. We'll try to jump into him a little. Santiago says he's talking about me, my low percentage. He says, you're only saying that because you don't want your heart broken. Well, Santiago, I'm 69% in on your mom. <laughs> so therefore, uh, with all those things in mind, guys, make sure you drop them in and let us know. I still don't think necessarily that he's coming to LA. I, st- I just can't wrap my head around the contract. I can't wrap my head about the uh, financial commitment. It's just not in the Dodger lane. It's just not to me. It's just not. I mean, Andrew Friedman's not that guy. He's not a, uh, here's, Mookie's obviously an outlier. He's a generational talent. That's a guy you're going to keep around. No problem. I just don't think it is. That's not like him to me. And Freddie's going to get a big contract. It's going to be five or six years. And 32? I don't know, man. I'm nervous about that. I don't like it. If you can get him on a high average for like two, three years. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on that deal. Let's ride it out. Let's win two chips in in, uh, three years because I'm not going to get greedy and say three. That's just rude. Come on. Give somebody a chance. Padres got to play baseball, too. They get participation trophies, so why not? Uh, Matthew on YouTube says, I give 100% chance that he will come. You know, we need to watch your phrasing there. Uh, Hey. (laughs) You know what I mean, doggy? There's 100% chance. I'll come. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is one of the more durable players. I mean, he's played 92% of the games of his career. He's missed just five games the past four seasons. So that's something to consider as well. Yes, you have the designated hitter in the National League. That's something else to consider when it comes to keeping him fresh, giving him days off his feet. But yeah, that is a massive financial commitment, and you could have remorse for that contract towards the back end. But for me, for that contract to be a success, if it helps them to win a World Series, I mean, you're getting a player that's going to hit close to 300. He's going to hit close to 30 bombs, maybe more, be a four to five win player. And also, you have to consider his intangibles. He's great in the clubhouse. And when you consider some of the signings they've made, in recent years, now this is a guy who's going to galvanize the group, and he's just coming off a World Series title. And yeah, I think it'd be a great story. Um, he's got that megawatt smile, like I was telling you guys earlier. I think he goes, he went to the same dentist as uh, Jim Carrey in The Mask. I feel like they have the same teeth. Smoking. Smoking. Yeah. Smoking. But uh, percentage wise, I'll give you a percent. I think I'm at, I'll go 30, I'll go 39%. You know, just to be on the optimistic. 39. 39, just to be on the... I'm a really big fan of people throwing in, like, not rounded numbers. Just like, they're just like, 39 40's too much. 40's, like, a lot. I'm getting, like, 62% in here, 63.4%. I'm like, what are you guys doing today? You guys are feeling real froggy. I appreciate you guys for that. The best thing to do is just do the full reverse hedge. You know, just hedge. Be like, there's no chance he's coming. Because then if he does... Got out of context. You use that for out of context, uh, Blue Heaven. Because um, uh, then if he does, you just feel great about it as a fan. And if he does, you can be like, I told you so, right? You're talking about hedging him or edging him? I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> a little right. bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not going to get past that one. Julian says I'm at 80 to 95% he comes to L.A. 
I don't know, man. Josh Gates still says 5%. I feel like that's even low for me. Lakers are down big right now, by the way. Are you seriously getting smoked by the Raptors? It's 19 to 2, man. It is not a good start. 19 to 2. Oh, my God. It's such a bad team. Freddie, don't come to LA, bro. We just lose out here. Uh, Eugenio brings up a good point. Says, give that money to Trey, which leads me into my next segment. We'll talk about Freddie Freeman uh, next week when he signed with whatever team that he ends up signed with. Actually, if he signs this week, we'll probably do an emergency stream when if Clint's back in town. Or maybe I'll just do it by myself and I'll just yell at the camera very loudly that I was wrong over and over again. That's my public shaming. I'll be by myself. You guys can say you said 0% chance and you can just attack me like that. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Is there a Trey Turner extension coming? Because today he said he'd be open to talking about an extension. The way he phrased it really made it sound like that conversation has not started. He hasn't been approached about it. Do you think that there's any way that a tri- that an extension is coming for him this year from the Dodgers? I mean, the way I look at it is what we saw have with Mookie Betts. He extends before his what would have been his final season with the Dodgers, signs that 12-year, $365 million <laughs> deal. They make the trade for Mookie before that season. The difference here is we already got to see Trey in a Dodgers uniform. We saw he was outstanding in the regular season. In the postseason, he didn't have his best success. I mean, he really struggled at times in the postseason, but we've also seen that turn around. Look what happened with Corey Seager in 2020. But as far as do I think an extension is possible, I like what he said today. Um, I think that he has a positive attitude about it. And I think if the Dodgers present him an offer, to me, what I would I would probably go somewhere. You have to remember too, you know, he's a little older than Corey Seager. He's older than Carlos Correa's. 29 years, you know, he'll turn 29 in June. And I think I'm interested to see how much Trevor Story is going to sign for. I think Trey Turner is on another tier than Trevor Story. But another thing you consider, yes. too, is just look at Francisco Lindor last year. He signs that $341 million contract with the Mets. Defensively, Trey Turner is one of the better defensive shortstops in the game. I'd feel yes. good about, I'd, but Lindor is a little younger, of course, but I'd feel good about eight years. Two hundred and eighty million puts him at that thirty-five million dollar AAV. I'm a big fan. I mean, look at his WAR numbers; they're consistent with you know some of the best players in the game. I mean, they are. Um, but will he sign it? I just want to know, you guys out there, man. I, I've gone to every corner of the baseball internet. You guys know I don't really. This is all I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, who the hell said anything about him? Like I, I know he said the little comments about the East Coast, but I think that's a complete myth. About one, I think he wants to win championships. And I think it's a. I think Trey Turner. That's the one thing that I was so impressed with. Is you saw his competitive fire on the Dodgers, and I think that he is elite. You don't find premium shortstops all around. They don't grow on trees. And the bottom line is, the Dodgers did offer Corey Seager a big, bigger number than I expected, close to three hundred million. You saw they did try. There were there were some rumors that they were going to trade for Francisco Lindor. You've heard them mention in Carlos Correa trade. I mean Carlos Correa free agency rumors. The Dodgers want a premium shortstop and I think that if you don't sign Trey Turner then where do you go from that I don't know there's no long-term fix at shortstop there's no nobody coming up through the system that you're like this is our franchise piece at shortstop there's no one set there's no one ready to go there's obviously going to be options over the next couple of years and you think about who's going to sign contracts this year I think it's unfortunate that shortstops kind of all hit 
premier shortstops all hit the free agent market at the same time. And that's unfortunate for them because that's really going to hurt them. So I do think that there's a possibility that you see a Trevor Story one-year deal. You do see a Carlos Correa one-year deal. You do. There is a strong possibility of that for them being like, all right, well, I'm going to reset it next year, get it going again, get an eight-year contract or whatever it's going to be because they're not going to just hand out every every you know premier shortstop like eight-year deal 10-year deal eight-year deal but it's not going to happen the market's not there for that there aren't enough teams in on it to make that happen with that being said i think this is a need that i've stressed from the very beginning and uh unless they sign freddie freeman before this happens then i will have been correct i think the dodgers will sign trey turner to a long-term contract and i think that's financially part of their plans for the future i think if they're looking at what they want to do and what they want to accomplish i don't think there's any way you get around that i don't think that there's any way you you roll the dice and say maybe we'll find another shortstop maybe somebody will become available maybe we can trade a couple players you can you're not going to get that talent. He is one talent that we just have not had in a very long time. The ability to hit for average, the ability to hit for power, the ability to speedily take bases. And we saw it last year. Speed freaking kills, man. It does often. And they, it, it, was, it just unlocks a new level of the Dodgers that we haven't seen in a long time. We haven't seen stolen bases. We haven't seen guys taking extra bases in a long time. We haven't seen that. It's been a lot of home runs, home runs, home runs. The ball's changed. The game's changed got to adjust i think trey turner is the best way to do that moving forward with your future a team led by trey turner and mookie Betts for the next i don't know call it eight years we'll just call it eight years because i don't think he's going to get a 10-year deal but call it eight years you know i think that's a really solid team that's a really solid setup if you're trey turner getting an eight-year deal with opt-outs thrown into it so you kind of you can kind of control the direction that you want to go with that super good deal for him i think the dodgers will more than gladly pay him 35 plus a year 30 to 35 plus a year, whatever it might be. The dude can make a lot of money. That's a guy I want around. I mean, you talk about the type of player that he is, defensive plus shortstop. I mean, when's the last time we had a defensive plus shortstop? By the way, guys, Corey Seager was a bad shortstop. I don't know how else to put this to you. Corey Seager was a very bad defensive shortstop. And you can look at all the numbers and you can tell me like, this year he had plus whatever defensive run save. You look at his body of work, the dude is not built for range. He is built for balls hit right here. right here and then you know when those balls come to him right here most of the time he's pretty good even before his arm went down dude i was just not sold on him as a shortstop long term i'm still not i think that's a bad commitment for the rangers he's gonna play the hot corner eventually he might even move to first base eventually yeah i mean he's mr backhand right i mean like he's gonna be a 325 million dollar third baseman at some point but yeah i mean he got me excited about trade turner i mean to me the model is there you trade for mookie Betts, you sign him to extension you give up your top two prospects for max scherzer and trade turner and then max scherzer he signs with the mets but you have somebody to show for it when you lock up trade turner long term i think they should sign him quicker than he can score from first on a double i think it's a no-brainer move if you look at his durability his ceiling a 6.9 f4 season i mean this guy is serious i mean Trey Turner is an absolute superstar, and I think that he doesn't get enough credit really around the league. I mean, like you said, the sprint speed. I mean, this is a unique player that uh, he has a skill set that not many guys have. And I think also there's going to be more of a premium on that shortstop position. Defensively, I think that he can just do it all on the the diamond. I just think that it's a no-brainer that you lock him up long term. Yeah. 
power, hits for average. He can really do it all. I mean, I think that it was a lot for him, too. I mean, yes, he did struggle in the postseason, and that kind of has been his bugaboo, but they rode him hard down the stretch. I mean, they rode him hard, and the Dodgers were chasing the Giants. The bats also disappeared, and it was like, yeah, Trey, figure yeah. it out, man. <laughs> exactly. They had batting in the three-hole there, but, yeah, I really do. I mean, look, if you had to ask me, give me the option of extending Trey Turner this offseason or signing Freddie Freeman, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm extending Trey Turner. I mean, that, to me, would be my top priority. Freddie Freeman is nice. I, I mean, I think it would sure. put us over the top, and it'd be a historic uh, Dodger lineup. I mean, all, 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 other than uh, Will Smith, I mean, yeah. you have all-stars up and down that lineup. But to me, you lock up Trey Turner long-term. You, you trade for a starter. You fortify this rotation. And, uh, you know, we're going to get a World Series ring. You heard it here first, guys. World Series ring guaranteed by DMAC. Uh, I yes. also would like to extend Trey Turner over signing Freddie Freeman. If those were my, yeah. it came down to those two, 10 times out of 10, extend Trey Turner. By the way, Corey Seager in his entire career, negative five defensive run saves at shortstop. One Trey Turner plus 10 defensive runs saved. That's a 15 point swing for you guys. So if you guys think Corey Seager's good, he's shortstop, Trey Mendes. Sorry. That's a. Uh, there's, there's not, not give me the one. Give me the fail one. I gave you. A, I gave you a good one. Give yeah. the, okay. I gave you the Clint special, which is uh, you know Mrs. FRG can tell you all fail. about that. Uh, <laughs> moving on with an extension talk, guys. Like it or hate it, and personally, I love it. Dave Roberts is absolutely getting a contract extension at some point. It's gonna happen probably before spring training games even start, which is uh, this week. So it's got to make it happen pretty fast. He talked about it with the media on. Saturday, I lost track of the days. I don't know. It was my first Zoom call of the season. I was very excited about it. Honestly, it just made me very happy to see Dave through my screen. I was like, oh, look at him. Clint's, Clint's breaking a, uh, a a very bad beer over there. He popped one open. He's still on the screen. I get to look at him. He's just like right there and, and, and muted. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's like my dad's watching me. <laughs> he never came I'm back. Waiting. I'm waiting for Freddie Freeman watch here. Good. We appreciate you. My dad never came back. We need Eric for like the so Twitter update guy. over me. <laughs> Eric on it, yeah, he's, just, he's yeah. in Hawaii. He's living his best life. He's at a luau. What up, Eric? Pretty sure he's uh, shirtless somewhere. I don't know what Eric does. He's probably still wearing those flip flops though. <clears throat> Dave Roberts talk. He talked about getting an extension. He talks about it being in the works. It's well overdue, by the way. Um, I I think it will get done by the time games start. It should. He is Dave Roberts. I don't. I know you guys. A lot of you guys have very strong opinions on him. He is the dude to lead this team. He's the guy who is a player manager. He has the best relationships with people. You guys can tell me all you want that you want Mike Sosha's fat ass to be out there doing oh things. God. He is a waste of space. He's not going to do anything for this team. He's going to sit on the end of the bench right next to to uh, who was he sitting next to all those years? Madden was Madden's yeah, bench yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah, didn't do anything. Mike Sosha was a waste of space, man. <laughs> he absolutely just rode out until they're like. I, I feel like every year Mike Sosha showed up and he's like. Are they going to fire me this year? <laughs> no. Right. I'm going to Disneyland. I don't know what Mike did. I mean, great guy. Great Dodger. Yeah. We appreciate him. But uh, managerial-wise, nah. Hard pass on Mr. Mike Sosha. There is no better replacement, and Dave Roberts is a very good manager. Like it or not, in-game, you can argue all you want. Uh, questionable decisions. Uh, bullpen management's not the best. I can't argue with you there. But in terms of like who could manage this team, this superstar team, packed full of talent, packed full of different personalities, packed full of a hell of a lot of money under the brightest lights, under the lights of Hollywood, there is no one better than Doc. And I don't know how else to put it other than that because he is the best. And I think he does deserve a fat extension. And, and I hope it's more than like three years or whatever it was the initial time because he deserves more. So do you think he gets more than three years this time around? I think David Ross just got four years with a fifth-year option. I think that's what he got. And if Doc can't get that, 
I think that he's comfortable with that. I think that he'd be fine with a three-year deal. I mean, I liked a lot of what you just said. And what the big thing, the big takeaway from what you just said is he's a player's manager. He knows how to manage superstars. And I think that is what's unique about the job that he has in front of him is you have guys up and down this lineup that would be the number three, number two, three or four hitters automatically on different teams. But he knows how to manage egos. He knows how to ride the up and downs of a long 162-game season. He knows the pressure of being a Dodgers manager and like you said he's not perfect but guess what either is your favorite player or your favorite manager no manager is perfect but I think the skills that he has when it comes to managing personalities and egos that uh, not a lot of managers really have now tactically sometimes there's some managerial miscues that scratch your head and I don't want to get into it I mean shout out to Rich Hill shout out to uh, you know 2019 NLDS we know those miscues and those managerial blunders exist but at the same time you really only talk about managerial moves when it doesn't go your way you don't really talk about how he used Urias in the 2020 World Series and the 2020 postseason some things he did right but this is the issue I have sometimes with Dodger fans when it comes to uh, Dave Roberts and yes I am a doc defender at times but also if you guys watch the post game show you guys know that I'm his biggest critic as time at times as well and the thing is when it comes to Dave Roberts is if you actually think that he should be replaced as Dodgers manager and then you can't also think that the Dodgers would have beaten the 2017 Trastros if that series was fair and square because if you're telling me that you're basically telling me that Dave Roberts really should be a manager that has two World Series titles in six years a guy who has three World Series appearances in his first six years who has set the franchise record with regular season wins on two different occasions and I guess what no one in their right mind would consider replacing a manager that has accomplished that a manager that if we're being completely honest is on a Hall of Fame trajectory I know some people out there might not like to see it and look I'm I'm okay if you disagree with me on that, but uh, tell me. Three NL pennants, three World Series trips. Obviously, we lost two World Series. One of them should have been one if we were not cheated. I mean, how much does Doc's legacy change yeah. if we win the 2017 World Series, if we don't get cheated out of one? How much does so many... F- oh, I'm not going to get started oh, on it. I'm not going to get started on it. So many bad things have happened. Guys, so many bad things have happened. But in terms of Doc's legacy, how much does that change if we don't get cheated out of that, if we Absolutely. win the 2017 yeah. World Series and then go on to win the 2020 World Series, I don't think you guys could ever complain about anything that he's ever done. Yes, he's made questionable decisions. Yes, he's talked about things sometimes where I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yes, he does not like hmm. my best friend, Matt Beatty. However, in terms of what he's accomplished, I just I just don't see how you can top it. David over on Facebook says, you can't argue with Robert's record. He looks great, especially yeah. after Mattingly, who I thought was the worst Dodger manager Man. I've seen in my lifetime. Jim Mattingly, Tracy, Glenn Hoffman. Yeah. There's been a lot of bad ones, a lot yeah. of bad ones. What I always say is he always, he has to win his second ring to really win his first ring for this fan for base. For sure he does. You know? and yeah. that, yes, he did get the keys to a Bentley, but he also had to know how to drive it. That's the thing, too, is like... The argument that I made, and this this was like during lockout, so there was nothing to talk about, so everybody was arguing, so it was just a real good time all around. Everyone's real kind to each other on the internet, as you guys know, but my argument was like, hey, I mean, who else can manage this team? Who else can get this thing done? They accomplished a lot under them. They get three NL pennants. They go to the World Series three different times. They win one of those, and this guy's like, well, he had all of the talent to do that for him, and I was like, okay, well, 
If you're going to credit the wins only to the players, should you not also credit the losses only to the players? And he's like, that's not the case. And I was like, well, you can't have it both ways. It doesn't work that way. You can't just, you know, cherry pick what you like and don't like about the man. It's just the fact that you don't like him because of a narrative that you've listened to from Facebook. Congratulations. You've been sucked into it. If you're joining us from Facebook, by the way, no knock on you. Uh, just some things that come up in the cesspool uh, on the news feed there. Real rough to read sometimes. Guys, it is uh, 8.05, but there are still 600 of you active, which means I'm going to keep Keep this train rolling because I don't want to give up on it. I like you guys. I appreciate you guys. If there's something specific you want to Major say to me, with us. if you want to attack me or my character or my manhood, those are very easy things to attack. You can do that now. I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. Clint's leaving. He's going to drink. Bye. Bye. No, no. no. Oh. I just want you guys to know that the chat is really mad at the lack of drinking from Doug McCain right now. Is that so your second you've been, you've been babysitting, and the comments have been legendary. So, guys, keep crushing their ah. comments. I always talk, man. I forget passion. to drink. It's like when I go out to eat dinner with people, people always get freaked out because be, the check will come and their food will be gone, but I have taken one bite out of it because I've been talking the whole time. Clint only – or uh, Clint. <laughs> I ruined my own joke. Doug only does foreplay. Confirmed. <laughs> Angel Torres uh, drops a 499 super chat and says DMAC for DH. Oh, DMAC, DH. I see. What I like is. that. I like that. You know, I think there should be a uh, contest where they just kind of pull a fan out of the crowd and let them play in a game in the final game of the season if it doesn't mean anything. That's my personal opinion. That would be the best giveaway. Dude, that one fan amazing. gets to get into the game. They can pitch, they can hit, they can do whatever they want to do that day. For one inning, I think I would go, rather have them pitch because I don't think any just tank jobs. Yeah, just see see what they could do hit a tank because I don't think that any any civilian could hit big league pitching. I think I've heard Degrom say that like you know it could throw you for like ten years and you wouldn't touch me that kind of stuff. So like I think I would like I'll to see him pitch. Him. You would you you hit a tank off Degrom? No, not not baseball. No, I don't, oh, okay. I don't know what we're talking about oh. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love your idea though. That'd be a great promotion. All I'm saying is, dude, if you throw me out there, I'm going to hit at least three batters. You know, three batter minimum, they'll probably pull me after the three batters, but I'm going to drill three big leaders right in the neck. I promise you. I swear to God. It's not going to be good, but I'm going to like it a lot. Uh, I don't even know how to say that YouTube name. Somebody said need more Andre Jackson. Andre Jackson is kind of a guy that's like slipped under the radar this year as we're going into spring training, but he's a dude that could be very much part of like bullpen plans. Is he not? I mean, it could be. It could be. Diane says drink your beer. Did you I'm out. It? I crushed it. Guys, this just in. Doug drank his beer. It's gone. Please be nice to him now. I need a refill. I'm buzzed. I'm drunk. Caesar says, how much will beer at Dodger Stadium be this oh year God. with inflation? <laughs> uh, gas price levels? I don't know. Probably, how much would you be willing to pay for a beer if they signed Freddie Freeman? Let us know down in the comments. Uh, you know, I'm just going to drink before probably if, that, if they're going to knock it up that much. It's already pretty expensive. You know, one year. I'm not going to do it this year. This is not this is not a good year for me to keep track of my expenses at Dodger Stadium because I'm going to feel real bad about it. Divorce is expensive. Um, if you think about the number, the price that you've spent on beer in a single season, it's not going to look good. It's not going to look good. I probably could have bought a Tesla last year, man. Hey, man. You never know. I mean, gas prices is crazy too, man. That's why I was like, man, no way Kershaw was going to consider retiring with gas prices like that. But I was going to fill that. Extra That's why Tom Brady came back. Yeah, is gas it? prices got so high. Did you say that? No. Oh, <laughs> gas prices got so high. He's like, man, I better get a job again. Giselle's not going to like this. His name's wife's name is Giselle, right? Giselle. Yeah, I got it. I understand. I know pop culture. Who is she? She's a Victoria's Secret like, model. She's like a Victoria. Uh, well, 
We have a, she's a Victoria's Secret model, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, Doobie. Appreciate you. Um, yeah. That's it, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out and talking to you. It's fun. Clint's not here, but he's in Arizona. He's going to have yep. a beer for you guys. Uh, San Diego sent you $10, Clint, so you can drink off of that. Uh, you're going to be able to buy more than that Miller Lite, but, you know, congratulations on... Uh, I can't believe they did not add, they cannot believe they did not announce Freeman to the Dodgers during this show. I mean, it's yeah, a big you know, the second I hang up this call or not call, I end this live show, and you know, you can bet it's gonna be happening. Guys, subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, whatever your mom listens the crap on. Um, you know, she usually puts it on after, but I'm falling asleep by then. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It'll make Doug real happy. YouTube.com slash Dodgers You guys out there, you man. You guys make sure hit that subscribe button because Doug will be so freaking happy about it. He might yeah. even cry. He'll drink his beer for you on time. He'll be so happy about Cheers it, guys. Enjoy. I'm at BrookMe3. This guy is at DMAC underscore LA. We're on Twitter and Instagram. RealFRG is uh, in Arizona, but he is also on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow him. We're at Dodger Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Be with us every single Monday. We're going to keep doing this. If Freddie uh, decides to sign in LA, we'll do a show live on the spot. Maybe just a solo one of me crying in a corner, getting beaten up or something like that. I don't know how we're going to do it. Guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. We appreciate you. As always, tell your mothers I said hello and I miss her dearly and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.